I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sunny. I am here with my co-host, Giant Skyhawk. Hello! I'm Giant Skyhawk. I think that's the right answer. Yep. There wasn't a question there, but I appreciate the answer. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) Of course, before we get too far in, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So a huge thank you to, of course, Steel Fox Games, as well as ETB Games. And of course, thank you to Gem Accessories, who you will hear a bit of an ad read from a little bit later on in the episode. Of course, we want to thank all of our wonderful patrons for their continued support of the podcast. If you are interested in getting that extra episode every single week, be sure to check out our Patreon, where you can get perks such as and well mostly it's the extra episode there are other per- perks like merch and things of that sort and there's supposed to be a perk of a live stream once a month but we've never kept up with that we're gonna try to get better about it but we've also said that many times so we'll see but also we've never been pressed on it so if we got pressed on it we would probably do it but uh, actually, now that Skyhawk's here, Skyhawk, you might actually be able to help out with that because uh, the reason we haven't done it is because my computer cannot physically handle it. Um, maybe that's something you might be able to help out with. I may actually be able to set that up. Uh, I did a little bit with um, uh, some subathons a ways back. I've, I, I, I stream maybe like once a month. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a little bit of. I've been able to. I've, I've set up remote dual streams before, so I do have. Uh, I can probably pull it off if it becomes something that uh, people decide if they want to. Sign up for the tier if they want us to live stream. Some, oh, some people! Duels or people have been people have been in that tier for a, over a year now and gotten like one stream, which crashed. So well, uh, people make your voices heard. That is true. Uh, I will. T- <laughs> the stream will be directed by the uh, Patreons. So uh, true. Yeah, that's actually correct. Yeah. Um, I'd say. Uh, yeah, definitely possible. So let's yeah, uh, okay. 
well, something we'll work on actually doing on a fairly consistent mm -hmm. basis then uh, and, also uh, we can't uh we can't forget to shout out dragon shield that's where out yeah you read my mind i was actually also thank you of course <laughs> to dragon shield be sure to check out our affiliate link in the description down below um i'll be honest we have an affiliate link for tcg player as well but we haven't really been shouting it out because they're doing weird anti-union stuff so yeah but in the meantime <laughs> that's uh, exactly my position <laughs> yeah uh, yeah <laughs> well it's like it's like uh, i've made my voice heard on this many times in the past i'm very pro union i always have been well i it was weird i was raised up and like my dad didn't really like unions whatever said they were all like gangsters and mobsters which to his credit when he grew up in the 60s and 70s they were but you know, um, I, as a member of said mobster union, am a big fan of them. So, <laughs> I mean, literally, Teamsters getting, is like uh, the mobster union. But we're getting uh, uh we're, we're we're getting into the the sunny mobster arc. I mean, hey, hey listen, your, hey, listen. Hey, have you uh, have you got your ground disturbance done? Hey, hey, hey <laughs> listen. I'm just gonna summon Mo Yi, okay? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We're activating Ashina. We know how this goes. Yeah, actually, here lately, I've been doing something crazy. I've been scaling Wakushi. No way. <laughs> We're scaling. We're scaling. That, it breaks so many of my like core tenants and values to be like scale. It's, it's the it's the it's the um it's the copy pasta, right? Except instead of uh your best friend, it's catch me at Mo Yi's funeral scaling prodigy. <laughs> that's uh, that's you switch decks you just change who died <laughs> yeah, yeah my la last time it was uh catch me at fractal's funeral normal summoning moe uh, exactly i i'm gonna be real with you i completely forgot that you had a tri-brigade arc i completely I, I had a year-long tri-brigade arc you did yeah. it was it was it was almost a full year yeah people time, no almost it was a flat circle well i guess it was really cool no it was about a full year yeah because i so I started playing Tri-Brigade in that January, before Bear Brum was even out, mm -hmm. and then I played Tri-Brigade all the way through into the next January when I finally finished acquiring all the Sword Soul cards. So, you know, uh, once it. I finished acquiring all the Sword Soul cards, I took some time to learn how to play the deck, and I have not looked back. Seems What's funny right. is... I had the same reservations about Sword Soul as I've been having with Super Heavy, which is like, yes, mm -hmm. the deck is good, and I believe that I can pilot the deck, but taking that leap into something new is just terrifying. Definitely, I can be. Yep. It's intimidating, learning all the new cards and stuff. I don't understand how like high-level pro players do it. I, I genuinely don't understand it. I think it's a it's, it's a time investment thing. Like uh, speaking as someone who has maybe like uh, occasionally been able to call themselves that, yeah. uh, it, it's it's because it, it, I think that that type of keeping up with text is more just reps, right? Like I think when the times when I have been the best at the game are just the times that I'm playing the most. When is the times when I am forcing myself to read cards in a situation when they apply rather yeah. than just glancing over them and doing a quick evaluation of whether it's good or not. Yeah. Um, 
so I think I think that comes with the the repetition specifically rather than just like people pouring over and reading cards while they're building decks. Although that does happen. Uh, yeah. That's that's my <laughs> I guess that's my there's, yeah that's totally my, fair. Uh, very oversimplified explanation of what happens there. But <laughs> no, I mean that's a totally fair explanation. I would say though that the like. Kind of like you said, I like I understand what you're saying with repetition, but there comes a point where uh, you just gotta bite the bullet and jump into a tournament and, cl- and start clicking buttons. You know, you just gotta hit yep. go. I I definitely agree with that. Like uh, I've been uh, recently, my thing is uh, I've, I've been a little bit unhappy with the format. Uh, not necessarily because I think it's a bad format, but because most of the stuff that I like to play is not very good. So I have like uh, Crystal Beast can't really play enough non-engine to uh, to to stick it right now, and the Cash Engine kind of like loads up a few things and is not great into boards. Uh, Dinosaur has problems with a lot of the hand traps that exist. It can yeah. break boards like nobody's business, but the the hand trap post like board breakers that sits in the hand is the biggest issue, and uh, Fluffle just loses to a Rise Heart. So I have been learning Dinomorphia. Uh, I'm becoming evil Skyhawk for at least the next two weeks <laughs> until uh, <laughs> until we get Ground Zeno. Um, Catch but, me at Crystal uh, B Sapphire Pegasus's funeral, uh, setting uh, five and passing. <laughs> Catch me at Topaz Tiger's jewelry case burial. <laughs> Normal summon and paying race, half you know, my life go. points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paying half my life. We're, we're going down to 625. Let's go. Yeah, we're going um, down to 312. Right. <laughs> 312. True. 156. Um, What's after 156? Uh, I haven't gone that low. I'll find out. 88. Uh, <laughs> no, 78. 78. Later. 78. Something like that. Uh, yeah. All right. So the um, the thing, about, and again, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm reading a card, doing it. The best way to do it is to just, is, is to play. Is to be like here's here's what I gotta go. Maybe if there's somebody's made like a quick guide, uh, you can go look at that and maybe get like one or two bread and butter lines down. But you're never gonna get those niche interactions without the repetition, and that's right. what I think separates a lot of the the high level players from the experienced but mid level players is understanding exactly how your card interacts with another card because yeah. you've done it thirty times. But tough to can be tough to find the time to do, and can be tough to retain all that info for a number of different decks i don't know how I don't oh know how yeah it's insane that many decks I it's it's know. crazy to me to see somebody go from one deck one tournament to the next deck the next tournament and like top multiple oh, like, ycs's uh, <laughs> yeah somebody you see somebody like jesse being like i'm gonna play ninjas this time uh and then and then go uh actually uh let's try uh cash tira or pack or, pack be like i'm gonna go yeah. ddd and then uh screw it we're gonna play pearly like it's uh, like no literally YCS Vegas in tw- in February pack topped with they went undefeated in Swiss he was playing Nat Runic right yeah then in th- I guess it was a couple of like over the weekend YCS Chile he topped playing Pearly it's like how mm-hmm. how do you top I want to say there's a YCS in between where he topped playing something else random like how do you how do you just swap decks on the fly like that every single tournament i i don't get it i think uh fundamentals are something that transfer over decks like if you're if your card evaluation is strong if your technical play is strong uh then then you can 
you can you can really play anything. I think Yu-Gi-Oh is. Kind While of that is game. absolutely true, there is something to be said for remembering the ins and outs of every single card. Yes. Yep. So, so that uh, having that working memory is uh, just something, some a skill that some people have, I guess. It's it's an asset. It really is. Speaking of uh, assets, uh, boy oh boy, if you pull a Vanquish Soul card, you're going to have some assets. Uh, uh, you're gonna to, have uh, you're gonna have no assets at all because there's so many of them they're gonna devalue themselves. <laughs> yeah, we're in a weird. It's a weird spot. I, I guess do I do we want to talk about the salad card verse? Do we want to talk about? Wild okay, Spiders? there's a new salad card. There we talked about it. There's a new there's a new salad and great card. Uh, you can read it if you want. I don't feel like pulling it up. Also, when I read things on my computer, I have to look way off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. Uh, I'll it's listen basically intently. so. One funny thing about this uh, YG org. So one funny thing about this salad card is uh, it, it's very much uh, uh, Achichi at Ignister. It, like, it, I, it's almost exactly Achichi at Ignister. It, it's, it's, it's pretty much Achichi. Uh, yeah. So we'll pull this open. Oh. There we go. Oh, um, before we get too far into these advanced topics, such as the salary man grading, uh, hopefully if you're watching this, uh, game four has ended and my Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> have proceeded <laughs> onto the Stanley Cup finals. Are they Are they on the verge of a sweep? I haven't kept Yes, they're 3-0. The they get, they're up 3-0 three, three on Dallas. <laughs> they beat, they beat Dallas. They beat Dallas so badly. Uh last night i didn't hear about that dallas issued a public apology to its fans oh what was the score okay so <laughs> the public is apology it, was it not actually a thing yeah well yeah it's less of a score thing so dallas we scored in the first like minute of the game or two minutes of the game i gotta know about this and we go up we go up three goals in the first 10 minutes of the game dallas's captain who's like oh. a well-respected player in the league uh, proceeds to uh, take one of our players to the ice oh, and then go down and do like a, a high sticking. Yeah. But it wasn't high sticking when you that, like I, jump on them with your hockey stick on the throat. That's like, that's not high sticking. That's assault. So yeah, it's... they, they eject him. And then apparently some of the fans were doing some like really egregious things. I don't really know exactly what the fans were doing. Nothing's ever going to yep. top when the Capitals won the Stanley Cup and the girl in on the like puts her breasts up against the glass as they're going around with the Stanley Cup. Uh, Nothing I, will top that, but mm -hmm. uh, I saw the uh, I saw the I saw the clip of that. I hope that he gets suspended because that's like that's really, really egregious, especially after you go down that fast, like Oh yeah, he, just, the commentators at the at the first intermission were like, "What? What is he thinking? Well, how how do you do something like this? This is, he's like yep. he's going to get suspended at least one game for them to lose the series, and he might be suspended the first couple of games of next season as well. They're like, yep. this series exactly. is over. This this is over. Like this, the guy, the Golden Knights are going to represent the Western Conference. It's, it was crazy the certainty <laughs> that they were saying with. But I will say this. Um, if we don't close it out this game and he comes back from suspension and they they backdoor sweep us, I, I'm going to be so infuriated. It would also be the most sunny <laughs> sports thing to ever happen, but I would that be infuriated. Cause if, uh, 
if, if y'all cannot tell by now, uh, Sunny wants to talk about anything other than Yu-Gi-Oh tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's you looking got for me. anything. You I, got, I, I got him. I, I got will him. say to this. Be fair, um, I do hope I do hope Vegas closes it out. I do hope they win. I have the this series or the whole thing. This series, at least, I'm not decided about the finals. I think well, Carolina would be kind of funny. Well, what's funny to me is every single team that's left in the final four is like a Southern U.S. team. Yep. <laughs> like As none of Canadian. Uh, Las Vegas, was it North or South Carolina? The Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. I don't. Which one is it? Do you know? The wait. Say that again. The Carolina Hurricanes. Are they North or South Carolina? They're they're just called the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, but the Carolina Panthers are in Charlotte, North Carolina. Like they've got to be in a place. Carolina. <laughs> Everything Panthers. is in a place. Um, and then the Florida Panthers and the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Knights. So like, Florida winning would be funny. Uh, they're in North Carolina. Their arenas in Raleigh. Oh, okay. So we're gonna be there for nationals. <laughs> At least one of us will be. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You hate me. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway. Everybody, uh, join our that, Patreon uh, if you want to support uh, Giant yeah. Sky going to Nationals. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, shout out to Gary Bettman. Um, uh, please send us our checks in the mail for talking about your league on our podcast. Um, Honestly. So <laughs> Lord so, uh, knows of, if nobody else is going to promote it, we may as well. Mm-hmm. You got it exactly right. Rip Coyotes. Think uh, about this. Okay. We have four teams in the Deep South playing in the stanley cup finals where we <laughs> don't guy, get ice or snow whoa, whoa no no hear me out hear me out four I, I teams in the stanley you... <laughs> yeah i don't want to talk about you again tonight sue me so we have four teams from the deep south in the stanley cup finals vegas may as well be the deep south they're in the southern half uh-huh. of the united states yeah. and we can't get the regular season hockey games in our part of the country Florida, That's if the Florida Pan- so if, if the Florida so Panthers dumb. win this, Florida will have at least three Stanley Cup pl- uh, titles in the last like six or seven years, and we can't oh, get a hockey game. Yeah. We can't get a hockey game. I haven't been able to watch yeah. a hockey game outside of the playoffs. Of, uh, it's because they do a lot of local blackouts. Yeah. No, it's just because they don't put hockey on TV down here. They just don't do it. They'll play. Ugh. They'll play high. They'll play high school football games before they put on a professional hockey game, and that's not that a joke. Is, uh, they will put on. They will put on. They will put on. In, in this order. Yeah. The college football, like, NFL. Right yeah, college football, NFL, high school football, baseball, well, basketball, then baseball, and then hockey is number six. Yeah, it's after like high Dallas. school and yeah. Dallas has consistently been one of the best teams in the league for like the last four or five years. Same with Tampa. And, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, Vegas, too, has been really, really good. I um, haven't seen but maybe like five or six, uh, stars regular season games on TV. And in the last like five, six years since I started following hockey, and there has to be nothing else on no MLB games, no uh, NBA games, no NFL games, no college football games. There has to be Crazy. nothing on. 
for them to play hockey. And even then they're like, is there a documentary we can play? <laughs> Any chance we can, uh, anybody got a, anybody got a 30 for 30 we haven't aired yet? Like, no, no, no. Does anybody have a 30 for 30 we first aired 10 years ago? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do we have that Four Falls of Buffalo one? People eat that one up. This is such a good All right. one. Anyway, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm cutting you off from the hockey. Okay, so Salamangrate got a new card. Right, Sal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Salamangrate. Uh, it's the Salamangrate. Uh, it's it's actually the next expansion team in the NHL. Is the, is the <laughs> Quebec City Salamangrates? Um, they decided that the Nordiques name wasn't good enough, so we're we're getting the uh, we're getting the Quebec City Salamangrates, uh, and we're getting the uh, Jacksonville Vanquish Souls. Hey, I have a quick trivia question to all my sports fans in the audience. No, we'll come back to this. Quick okay. trivia question. Right. There are 134, 124 major North American sports teams. So that's between basketball, baseball, hockey, football. 124 total teams. Of those 124 total teams, 10, 11 of them have names. That is it. Ten of them. Ten of them have names that do not. Either ten or eleven have names that do not end in an S. Okay, so like the New Orleans okay. Saints ends in an S. Which teams have think- names that do not end in an S? That's your trivia question. You're all expected to comment, do your homework, and I could, bring uh, me in answers. I could, I could probably do this. Should I not reveal the answers to the question? Uh, you can reveal the answers. They can pause if they want to answer. That's fine. Okay. All right. Well, play the Jeopardy music for about 10 seconds. Yeah, that's good. So, um, uh, okay. Uh, first off, uh, Minnesota Wild. One. Uh, is one of them. Uh, if I'm thinking... Uh, gotta run through basketball here real quick because that's what I know best. I can give you the numbers uh, on each uh, on each sport if you want the numbers on how many are in each uh, one too. So uh, the Utah Jazz is two. That's two. Um, You're an interesting one because you actually know basketball and hockey pretty well. I Most people I, I ask a, don't I know hockey. Decent. I've got a decent. Uh, got a decent setup. Uh. Okay, I'm gonna try to get at least one more, and then we'll move on because it will. I will be able to get them, but it will take me too long. Uh, okay, and I'll I, run through the answers after. Uh, I think all of the Canadian hockey teams have S's at the end. They, I believe, they do. So, is there a team <laughs> other than the Wild? Oh, uh, the yeah. Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Okay. You want me to give them to you? You uh, let me see if I can. I think there's an NFL team. Let me try to get the NFL team. Okay, I'm just gonna let you know there are uh, zero NFL teams. They okay. all in, in, the, in that case. In that case, just give me the answers. <laughs> okay, there are no NFL teams. There are two baseball teams: the Red Sox and the White Sox. They end in X. Oh, the Sox. Okay, yeah, it's, they end in X. It's a trick That's question, a, but they do. You got me. Okay. Okay. All right. the The basketball teams are the Utah Jazz, the Orlando Magic, the Miami Heat, and the oh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Magic Heat Thunder. Yeah. Magic Heat Thunder. And the hockey teams are the Minnesota Wild, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Seattle Kraken. 
Oh, I see. I would have gotten the lightning. I wouldn't. I would not have thought of avalanche. Yeah, because they're bad. <laughs> They've been bad since the, the playoffs, 90s or something. They? I don't know. They have. They have, they won the cup like two years ago, didn't they? Did they? That doesn't mean they're good. That means they had one yeah, good yeah, year. Cause it, yeah, just because you started watching Gold Knights hockey like last year. Uh, no, I started watching their first year. That's when they're. That's where the shirt is mm, from. Their first year. Yeah. So two years ago. Cool. Uh, no, six. Like six. <laughs> six. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, we have to get through uh, the entire anyway, first half uh, of the show in six minutes. So. <laughs> okay. Salomon Great. Uh, this card is called Salomon Great of Fire. Uh, it looks like a Chi-Chi. Uh, it's a level 2 Fire Cybers effect monster. It's 800 attack and defense. RIP rekindling. Uh, both effects hard Oof. ones per turn. 1. If this card is normal or special summoned, you can add one level 4 or lower Salomon Great Monster from your deck to your hand, except for itself. Also, you cannot special summon monsters for the rest of the turn, except for Fire Monsters. 2. At the start of the damage step, if your Cybers monster battles, you can banish this card from your graveyard and destroy that monster... Uh, you control. Huh? Hey, this card's pretty good. So, I think this card is good. Uh, it, it requires a rethinking of the game plan. I, I think a lot of the discussion that I saw was like, you can't do Baguska or Dweller anymore, you lose access to some generic cyber stuff, if you summon this going second, you can't make access code. And on one hand, I'm like, yeah, I guess it kind of sucks that you can't reach those game plans, but like, um, this card is like, like off of Mirage Stallio, this searches you anything, so it turns a whole bunch of like different options into more advantage. Uh, it's another good starter. Foxy relies on seeing something at the top. This does not. Uh, this is just an easy way to get Gazelle uh, or any other piece that you might need. Uh, it enables all the link climbing into the new boss monsters. It enables a lot more consistent setups for both Rage and Roar when you're going first. Um, I think this card is good. It requires some rethinking of the game plan, and I'm not sure it's enough to make the deck playable, but... It's definitely still decent. The last effect confuses me. I don't know why you're wanting to destroy the monster you control. Seems a little bit janky, but I'm willing to be proven wrong. That effect will never come up because it's optional. All right, hey. so let me tell you how this card's actually going to get used. Activate mm -hmm. Sprite Starter. Summon Sprite Jet. S summon oh. Sprite Blue. Search Sprite Smashers. Make Gigantic. Summon this guy, Salamangrate of Fire. Use Fire to search. And then you do Salad Plays. And then after you're done with that, what do you do? Pass on an underwhelming board because you did Sprite Plays. And then what do you do? I mean, Just try to survive to the next turn. So to be fair, I mean, if your Salad board is like some guys plus like Rage, Roar, Smashers... That seems pretty decent. It literally is just a way to... Yeah. Like, this lets you just splash in a sprite engine and just make mm -hmm. your combos. Make mm -hmm. it, it adds a layer of consistency to what was already a con even more consistent. Yeah, game. like, the deck is That's already all it is. super consistent. This is just, like, this a, would be like thing. This would be, like, Tri-Brigade getting, like, Fractal 2.0. Like, it does... Like, the deck is already crazy consistent. It's not about consistency. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about, you know, for... I, I can't say what it's for for Salamon Grade. I didn't play Toss format, but like <laughs> I know for I know for Tri Brigade, it would it would be a lot less about consistency and a lot right. more about board breaking potential, playing through an eruption, you know, putting up a more imposing end board, things of that sort. But but more consistency is cool too. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, yeah. So I guess one thing to look at now is. Uh, 
wild survivors for news so so we got got all the not spoilers not spoilers these are creator reveals we don't do spoilers around here yeah these are we don't do spoilers in these parts these are creator reveals um so uh, a couple of things to note is that um i guess we we'll start with a good and then we'll get to the thing that's like really really bad how's that so the the good in so, this set yeah. is uh, dinosaur is now cheaper than ever. Like dinosaur is just straight up like a, a solid budget option. You can get like I would say dinosaur is potentially the best budget deck in Yu-Gi-Oh now. Yeah, like the like the entire Dino Core is now like reprinted into the ground. The whole deck is essentially available at rare. The only expensive card really is if you want to play Ground Zeno, uh, that's going to run you 20 to 30 USD a copy. But it, honestly, if you just want to play Blind Second Dinosaurs, you can build that deck for criminally cheap now. Petit Tyranodon reprints, OV reprints, Rex reprints, uh, Baby reprints, Double Evo Pill reprint, which was definitely needed. Um, and even like if you want to play the Zeno Meteoros just on its own, it's a super. It's like completely inexpensive. Uh, as well, even if bells, you wanted like like even Lost World is in here as a rare. You even have yeah. Double Evolution Pill. I mean, tr- even True King Lithosagium. Yeah, it's just the... it's all here. Yep. If you want to play the deck, it's just criminally inexpensive to do so. There, there uh, actually are a couple of cards missing, but yeah, close enough. It, most of the missing cards are already not expensive. Like Pancrotops has a ton of reprints at this point, and it's limited. No, so it's but it's like get. it's like Lagia and Dolka are not in here. Solda uh, is, but Lagia so, and Dolka are not. Um, Dolka has a very cheap printing uh, recently out of King's Court. Um, True, in, as in Ultra, and I believe Lagia also has a reprint, kind of in the same vein. Uh, a so rare those, and maximum gold. Yeah, so those cards are not expensive right now. Um, yeah, but you should get the ultis. I, I do have I have ulti soldas and it, so Dolka doesn't come in ulti, which is very sad. But no, I do but Lagia does. I have a, I have a first ulti Lagia and I have uh, I have uh, some ulti soldas. Baby, the ulti Lagia is, is probably one of my favorite cards. Um, yeah, the, the Nouvelle stuff is very cheap. Uh, two ultra rares that are not going to be that expensive. A lot of the rest of them are supers. Um, Sick. And then, and the collector's rare choices, I'd say, are pretty good. Uh, as an outside note, generics, uh, I believe uh, the main ones that are uh, generic to pick up, it's uh, Tenki, and there's one other generic that's a collector's. Uh, uh, Hungry Burger. What that is. Oh, the Hungry Burger. I will say, Hungry Burger, collector's rare, is maybe the funniest printing of a card of all time. Uh, Probably, rare, yeah. So... This one that I'm looking at doesn't have it, but I believe I saw that there was going to be a collector's rare fossil dig. No preparation. Uh, at least Pre-prep? it's not. I don't think it's confirmed. Fossil dig is reprinted, but I don't believe it's a. I don't believe it's a collector's. Um, emergency teleport or not emergency teleport. Um, enemy controller is getting a collector's rare. So is that confirmed? I believe oh, it is. Oh boy, time to go drop the price of my listing on TCG Player. Yeah, I may need to double check that because it's not in uh, Dual Daddy's post, which is what I'm referencing. All right, but uh, so that so that might not be a thing. Ad so break. Ignore me. Um, Ad break. 
Hey everybody, Sonny here. I want to take just a moment to tell you about today's sponsor, Gem Accessories. So of course, Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers in not just Yu-Gi-Oh, but all of TCG accessory design. So of course, they make some of the most wonderful deck boxes and backpacks in the entire game. But you can also find wonderful products such as they make calculator cases and binders. Personally, the thing that I'm most excited for is their new backpack line. It's called, I think, Luxury. It looks really nice. It's like tan with like a black bottom and they have a special deck box that's going to go specifically with the bag. So uh, we'll probably put a picture on screen somewhere like around maybe right here or maybe just like right over my face. The editor can have fun with that, but uh, be sure to check out GM Accessories. I would download their app if you really want to get all the latest and greatest updates, as well as if they have some overstock, they'll sometimes throw it on the app for a pretty good price and you can catch quick sales and stuff on there. Also, they have a Discord server and most importantly, follow them on Twitter. That's where you can get all of the latest and greatest information and updates on all of the products that they have coming out. So again, be sure to follow Gem Accessories on Twitter. There's a link in the description down below to their website with a discount code for first time purchases. And of course, thank you and back to the episode. Yeah, so uh, in terms of the other collector's rares in the set, uh, there's some pretty good choices. Uh, for the dinosaurs, we've got at least confirmed. I think there are still a few CRs that we don't know. That is correct. I think uh, we're missing like 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 four or five. Yeah. So uh, Xeno Meteorus. And they've changed it from Meteoros to Meteorus, which is fine. That's Welcome actually change. not too bad. It's it's They're, they're calling the Transcendrakes Transcendosaurus, so making them uh, keeping everything in the us uh, sideworks. And yeah, then yeah, the Miscellanosaurus, Frostosaurus, which, let, let's be honest, this is just the Frostosaurus archetype. <laughs> True! Frostosaurus, and Megazowler, and Megazowler, and Lance Ferencus. Don't Don't go discounting those guys. Yeah, but... Um, true. I'm surprised that they didn't get reprints, uh, but anyway. Um, uh, the other collector's rare dinosaurs are Oviraptor, Ultimate Conductor Tyranno, and Animadorned Archosaur. Uh, as All a dinosaur wonderful picks. I personally would have preferred Archosaur be uh, Miscellaneousaurus or Lost World, but I do understand not wanting to give Misk the treatment because it's a card that in a future universe could end up being banned someday, and I don't know if they want to give a CR to a card that's limited in order to help sell the set. Uh, and I would have really liked Lost World because I think that card needs an upgrade. Uh, it's only got a super right now. But I will say Animadorn Darkosaur is the jewel beast, so giving it the bling rarity is kind of on brand. Uh, yeah, so this I've kind of come gonna, around to that as the pick. This is going to fall into one of those decks that while it's like it's like volcanic, right? Like I, I want to get secret first at volcanic rockets for no reason other than the pure <laughs> just like I just want them. They're pretty, you know. I want to play volcanic runic. I saw MVT's 10-minute testing. The deck looks sick. But I acknowledge it probably won't be that great. I feel the same way about Dinosaur, except I think they're actually going to be good. I just want, like, CR everything. I just want... Let me spend the money. I, I just... CR Archosaur is going to look so good. Yeah. It's kind of wonky because I think the secret rare printing out of Eternity Code is already gorgeous. But, oh, it is. It for sure um, is. It's, it's but, but wonderful. The CR, I'm, I, I can't wait to see the CR in person because I, I will be getting them. Um, <laughs> and then for the other CRs that we know for sure, uh, Stake Your Soul is a collector's rare. And I believe the big level eight uh, Vanquish Soul guy is also a collector's. Uh, 
then yeah caesar the, uh, so of the nouvelle cards um both two of the recipes are so the field spell and then one of the recipes is a collector's rare chef special then, recipe yeah and then the uh the uh counter trap card is also a collector's rare and of course the the hungry burger the, the hungry burger collectors is so good if they now i will say if one of the reveals is hamburger recipe i will die laughing mm -hmm. Collectors or a hamburger recipe would actually be funnier than collectors or hungry burger. But honestly, I, I it would be. Honestly, um, I would be. I, I would, would honestly be really happy with a super rare hamburger recipe, but it's already confirmed rare. So. Yeah, it's just a just a just a regular rare. Yeah. Um. So the weird thing is, with uh, one ultra rare confirmed for dinosaur in Ground Zeno, and two ultra rares confirmed for uh, Nouvelles in the form of. Uh, two of the rituals we come to the thing that i think a lot of people have been talking about lately with the set house of champs made a great breakdown video if you want to go watch that watch our podcast first of course um, the there are 10 ultra rare slots in this set and seven of them are vanquish monsters yes uh this may be one of the most blatant crappy ratio choices in a long time like i don't think we've had this in i would like to make like, the case for this being fine gosh. all right I'm, I'm interested let me hear your thoughts i think that this presents a unique opportunity for a deck that is under hyped vanquish soul is not that great it's not even the best deck in this set so uh, I I don't know about that. <laughs> no, but the the di Dino is a better deck. You can build the entire Dino deck out of this set, basically, and it is better than Vanquish Soul by a lot. So, by not loading the Dino deck up in rares, or by not loading it up in ultra rares, and by not loading up the Nouvelles archetype in ultra rares. I think that you make those decks eminently affordable. And Vanquish Shoal is, while well, yes, it is playable, I wouldn't call it great. And I think that for at least a while, until we see something along the lines of what we saw with Labyrinth, for example, where they were okay coming out of the main set, which is Tactical Masters, and then it wasn't until they got more support cards in Big Welcome Labyrinth and Lovely Lady or Lady Labyrinth or whichever one it is, the secret rare. It wasn't until you got those further support cards that the deck really took shape as a really good playable strategy. So I, I think that's something that you could see here out of the Vanquish Soul archetype where it's actually not really that great until it gets secondary waves of support. This is really, when you look back at old Yu-Gi-Oh and you see things like you had cosmo and you had i'm just you know think about these old decks that would get waves and core sets over time right where you have even they did this even with tri-brigade tri-brigade is another wonderful example of this where you have the main core of the tri-brigade stuff that comes out and then the next set you get kit and then the next set you get bear brom they trickle out the support well now they've restructured it in a way to where they have the main core
core of the best decks don't come out in core sets. They come out in these deck building sets. You see Pearly came out in a deck building set. You saw all of the Grand Creators archetypes like Adventure and um, Punk, which were both staples in the competitive space. Even Exosister has been solid. You look at it and their goal has been to make these deck building sets more and more competitive and trickle out waves of support within core sets in high rarities. So when you look at something like Vanquish Soul, the deck is fine, sure, but you really, you're gonna have an opportunity to pick these cards up. And realistically, even with seven ultra rares, these are not all going to be $40 a piece. You're gonna have some that are $25, $30, sure. And the vast majority of them are gonna be $5, $3, $2, you know? And realistically, you might have three three cards that are one's going to be about thirty dollars one's going to be about 20 22 uh, one's going to be around like eight to ten once all the prices settle and everything else is going to be really cheap and that's if the deck is competitive so i think that people are very upset about having this many ultra rares but you have to remember that this waters down the pool significantly to where when you go to buy a box you could pull three Vanquish Soul Ultra Rares, no problem. I still get all the other cards you want at your low rarities. The amount of Vanquish Soul Ultras that are going to be pulled are going to, by nature, devalue a lot of them. I really don't think it's going to be quite as bad to build this deck as people are anticipating, uh, especially considering the deck on release is not going to be that great. So, all right. I know that that sounds uh, crazy, and I'm not trying to like necessarily defend Konami on everything they do because I usually don't but I don't think this is as egregious as people are making it out to be. All right. Uh, I'm going to come in and roast you for this take because I completely disagree. Okay. Uh, so get out the uh, get out the smoke machines, get out the flashing lights because I'm about to take this man down. Okay. So um, I think that's like unbelievable cope. Uh, we have, you bring up Labyrinth as an example and I actually think that's a perfect example of the opposite argument. A lot of the Labyrinth stuff was cheap until the deck like people realized that the deck was good, but then it became like comically expensive to play. Welcome Labyrinth at one point was like a $50 card, then it had absolutely no right to fetch that kind of a price tag. I think we're gonna see the same thing with Vanquish Soul. We're taking, and Labyrinth again is a perfect example of this. We're taking a deck that has been playable, but has is probably never going to break that tier one status. But as soon as something comes out to make it even like tier two or even on a rogue level, people are gonna to start to wanna to pick it up. The problem with making all of them ultra rares is that you create a situation where even if on release, it gives people a chance to get them, people are still priced out of the format. We make these assumptions about prices of decks based on people who are constantly in the game. Like, I think your initial analysis of this is correct. It's that on release, these cards are not going to be as expensive because there's a wide variety of them and they're going to be down. It's still going to be too expensive to build the deck, but it's not going to be like Kashtira was on release, right? Again, because it's in a side set. The problem with doing it this way is that as soon as that extra support comes out, this stuff balloons in price to the point where it becomes unaffordable to almost anybody who wants to play it. We have, we literally have a perfect example of this from the last time this happened. Take a look at the Pearly cards in Amazing Defenders. On release, they were not very good. We released the support in main sets over the next two sets. Suddenly, the cards are ridiculously expensive. It now costs you like 
well, $40 a copy for all of the individual ultra rares that you have to pay three of. That is going to happen with this set. Okay, let, let's let, let's let's like, back up and look single, at let's let's look at purely single, purely no, 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 is a wonderful me, example. No, no, let me let me finish. You, I gave you like three minutes. Let me finish my argument here. Okay, go ahead. Your other your other point is that putting Vanquish Soul up here means that you're getting the cores for all of the other decks. If you spread out the ultra rares, you're you're spreading out the like the cost of this, right? If one ultra rare ends up being like a lot more expensive for Vanquish Soul. I think that ends up being fine in the long term because that's just one playset of a card you have to get, right? And then the rest of the, the the rest of the core ends up being cheap. When you spread it out this way, you make like a huge risk for a lot of those cards getting way more expensive, especially because a lot of these cards are cards you have to play three of. Uh, the main starters are ultra rare. The boss monster, which you might play at two, is ultra rare. The link monster, which you have to play three of, is is an ultra rare. Uh, and these are like the strong, it's not like they're like picking and choosing different cards with different rarities. These are the strongest cards in the deck. And even like the, the weaker cards in the deck that you play less of are at ultra. So I, I don't know. I just think, um, I think you're being wildly optimistic about where this ends up price wise. And in the OCG, this deck is putting up results. Like it won a massive tournament in Hong Kong like a week ago. It's very, it's consistent. It's not the best deck in the format, but it's consistently topping. And it's a mid-range deck that the style of play has historically been popular over time see toss format and salad like we talked about earlier so you're you feel free to to rebuke me but i think i think you're horribly wrong about this <laughs> i think it's bad i don't think that this is a deck that will be on this that will be as good as purely and i don't think purely is the best deck of this format i don't no, think it's in exactly, the top three that's exactly my point <laughs> this deck will be even worse even it worse matter. there's it's going to be at the same level as Labyrinth was, and that Labyrinth only had the one card that ended up getting comically expensive. This one has, like, six cards that could become comically expensive. Labyrinth had, had Labyrinth had five ultra rares in that set. Yeah, and the only one that, the only one, yeah, but the only one that got, like, crazy expensive was the Welcome Labyrinth, uh, because that was, like, because the, the other cards you often actually played at less copies. Welcome Labyrinth was the one that you played at multiples. This is like the, like a, like if you look at a lot of lab lists, the big ladies you play more of, but they cut down on the level fours over time. This is like you have to play all the cards here at three, like, like at least most of them, right? So I, 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 I guess I like, look at it in a similar way that I look at say the adventure engine where yes right of aramisir was a 40 dollars card but water enchantress steadily dropped over and over until she's 10 12 dollars you know because of you know various things meta shifts whatever but she hasn't had a real reprint either i mean she hasn't ots ulti sure but that's a card that over time falls these ultras fall over time they always do that has so much more to do with uh, both expected so the the engine never really ended up getting hit on the ban list but the decks surrounding it did that price drop has a lot more to do with seeing less play than it did at the time that it was expensive and expected like ban list slash rotation that's not something that's going to happen with vanquish soul like anytime in the next probably three to six months especially because we know more support is coming uh, I, I just sure I, then we can go back to labyrinth even, even then we can go back to labyrinth we, even when you had Labyrinth, where Welcome Labyrinth was a $50 card, you had the Ultra Rare Lady out of the same set. She was like a $10 card. Even when you had Ariane, or Ariana, whichever one is the three of Normal Summon that searches, 
she at most got up to $30. And I understand, yes, when you add up these cards, you know, $50 here, $30 here, $10 here, they add up. But past that, the rest of the deck gets really cheap because you spread out your expected value of the set over X amount of cards. You only have so many cards that are expensive. Yes, even if they're good, even if you play three of them, you spread out the expected value of the set. I mean, look at look at Sword Soul. Sword Soul was an incredibly high rarity deck. You know, you have multiple secrets, you have multiple ultras, and Long One was a dollar card. Once you when you put so much of a deck at high rarity, it won't all be that high price. Some of it will fall to a dollar and two dollars. It's just the nature of how it goes, even if it's a three of. So I think that's true, but uh, I think even if you even if you put I'm trying to say that even if you only put three cards out of this archetype at ultra, the deck is still gonna be these cards fifty dollars. Okay, it's gonna be fifty dollars anyway. Except now it might be forty dollars because this other card you needed that would have been a super is an ultra now so maybe the card's $40 instead of $50 and that card instead of 10 cents is $2 but really your value is going to work out close to the same whereas your second card okay it's also an ultra well it also would have been an ultra anyway and it's still going to be about $30 your third card it would have been an ultra regardless and that's about going to be about $15 I just think you're going to have three to four ultras regardless so having this many, it's not really going to change that much about the actual overall endpoint price of the archetype. Uh, maybe, but the overall endpoint price of the archetype is still way too high. Uh, this is maybe it's always going to be too high. You have ten ultras the, in a sixty-card the... set. It's always going to be too high, and they're only oh, going to make new cards ultras. They're not going to do like reprints a... as ultras. That sounds like a that sounds like a set design problem. They could do reprints. Yeah, it is an over honestly. yeah it is an overall core set like, design problem. But at the end of the day, working within the parameters of what we have, I don't think seven ultra rares for Vanquish Soul is outrageous. Dino got more collectors rares than Vanquish Souls, you know, and yeah, and that makes sense because it's an established fan favorite deck, which is what the collectors rare slot is most. And this for. lets Vanquish Soul like, be shiny. Yeah, but like super rare is also shiny. You could distribute things a little bit more evenly. Like this set used to be these side sets used to be all foil too, right? Like it used to be like all secret. Yeah, or it used absolutely. To be like all ultra rares. Do all ultra rare like, thing. Like four do, ultras like, and a secret per pack. Does does that a disservice? Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the the price drop thing is is going to have less of an impact on the overall price than you think. Like this is maybe an unfair example but we have a pretty recent example of this issue with Kashtira, right obviously the deck got less expensive like a month after it was like a thousand dollars to build the deck right but the problem yeah. is even when that leveled out it was still 600 and obviously that was the best deck in the format was it? but that's also that's also in like a that's also in like a core set that uh was it really still 600 dollars to build Kashtira? because unicorns were like 15 so, Fenrir's so were like 25 unicorn so so you're you're thinking in the more recent past right am you're i thinking probably like you're thinking in the last three weeks maybe the last like theosis a go, month ago was like a 10 dollar card if you yeah if you go two months ago it's a lot more expensive than that same with like planet the reason that those prices have dropped at this current moment is because people expect the deck to be hit so i don't think it's I fair guess. to look at the prices at that point even um, a month ago, even a month ago, like Theosis was like a thirty dollar car or yeah, a ten dollar card, thirty dollars for a set. You have to look. You have to look two months ago. I think we forget how long ago Kashtira released. 
Yeah, um, I guess that's true. I, I, but, I still think that, like, like everybody's, like, begging for a ban list, and I'm like, we're really not that far off of the normal timeline. Right. Like, we're we're still within standard timeline, so Let us I don't know. know in the comments who you agree with on this episode of Top Cut Smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> this could be an entire episode of Deck Debate. Like I, I think... I think the way that we do this is we look at we we say okay we're gonna look at the prices of these cards. Um, I think at a Duelist Nexus release would be the best place to look. At Duelist Nexus release, we'll look at the prices of these cards and we'll see who is right. Yeah, that's fine. I all right, I'm in. What what's uh, what's the over under? How much do are we gonna say the core needs to be for me to be right? Like. Okay, so if, let's, if the entire uh, if the entire core out of this set is under say three fifty American, I think that's I think that's a pretty fair uh, spot to put it. So uh, let's yeah three fifty sounds good to me because I, I think uh, gamers choice or tier zeros pre orders for the core was four hundred USD. So if we say if we say three fifty USD, I think that's fair because I think I think it may drop like maybe the week on release but i think it gets more expensive later once people realize that it's playable um, plus if they're going to get a wave of support out of duelist nexus if there's a time for it to go way up it's going to be duelist nexus yeah so we could say maybe we maybe we set like two different spots we say 350 uh like close to duelist nexus release and then like two months post duelist nexus release uh i think that we should do uh six weeks post what's the set called Wild, so six weeks post Wild Survivors, and then six weeks post Duelist Nexus. No, and then on Duelist Nexus release, and then and then on Duelist Nexus. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Over under three fifty locked in. Yeah, I'm I'm under locked in. It's no contest. It's easy peasy. In fact, I think six weeks post Wild Survivor, the entire deck core will be like closer to two fifty. I think there's no way. I think that's just not going to happen. Uh, I'm calling my shot. I call <laughs> I call things as I see are, them. I, I think I that in these you, sets, there is so, so, so much value built around the collector's rares that the ultra rares in this set never hold up. Purely right now is not 350 for the cards out of Amazing Defenders. Uh, Literally. I think there are other factors surrounding that price change, though. Like I think a lot of I think rounding reason... up forty dollars times three is one hundred and twenty, mm-hmm. and then you have ninety and then sixty five. Yeah, uh, like you're so... right there at like, uh, you're like right there at like two sixty two seventy for the purely stuff. Yeah. So I, I will say I think those prices dropped for a few reasons, and I think that those prices will spike post ban list. So they're, I think they're, they're, I think they're the highest they've ever been. They're literally the highest they've ever been right now. Maybe my perception is off because I'm from Canada uh, and our market is a little bit different, but that is not true in my experience. They've gone down a little bit. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So for yeah. us, okay, we're we're but, okay. Wait, we need to establish we're talking about 350 USD, right? We're talking about 350 USD, right? Because I just realized those are two extremely yeah, yeah, different no, numbers. I, I'm, I'm with you at 350 USD. Uh, no, okay. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I am basing, I am basing the arguments I made previously in USD. The example of Pearly may be skewed in our case because the Canadian market for them, I think, has been a little different. Um, my experience is that they have actually gone down a little bit since the hype. But I think, and I think the reason that they have, 
uh, at least for you could literally get you could literally get three pearly three pearly pretty memory three my friend pearly and throw in a crx pearly happiness for good measure for 350 yeah and i think that's going to explode partially because of the consequences of how they designed the set post ban list pearly is probably one of the best decks in the room if not the best deck in the room like it will absolutely it, it, be the second best like deck in a, ever like in the best. universe where cash gets hit and then those cards explode and that is the problem because that will happen to vanquish soul too that's like like the cash, i don't cash, see a world where vanquish soul becomes the best deck in the room it won't be but it will be the fourth and because it's the fourth and it's not pearly or super heavy people are going to want to play it I don't think post-release it's the fourth best deck in the room. Not post-release. I don't think post, after post, post ban list. I I do. I don't think after not this ban list, but the next ban list after it's had had a wave or two of support. Yeah. I still don't think it's going to be a top three deck. Okay. At all. I I, I agree with you. Also, uh, on on release of this set, Vanquish Soul is a better deck than Dinosaur. I am saying this as a Dinosaur stand, uh, unless we get Misk to two. Uh, Vanquish Soul is just a better deck. Uh, even with Ground Zeno in the picture as an extender, uh, it doesn't have the juice to compete with all the hand traps that exist in the format. Uh, Scrap Raptor think, is the most searchable card in the entire game of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, Scrap Raptor is bad, and you shouldn't play it. Um, what? Yes, no. If you're if you want to top on Dinosaur this format, you shouldn't be playing Scrap Raptor unless you're doing the FTK. Holy! But like, no, like, Scrap Raptor is actively bad. Uh, it means that you have to play a lot less non-engine. Uh, now that Ground Zeno is out, it's just unnecessary to raise your ceiling. Ground Zeno and Meteoros are just better cards. Um, you'd rather have the spots for, for non-engine. It's like Lithosogen, also bad. You shouldn't be playing Lithosogen in this format. Um, well, I can understand not playing Lithosogen, but Scrap Raptor seems like such a core integral part of the deck. No, the, 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 the working theory for ages is that unless you're doing the FDK, there's no reason to play Scrap Raptor. It's just unnecessary. Wow. I, I never would have thought. I just assumed that was a thing. Wow. Well, we have a couple of things that we need to get to before we wrap up the episode. This episode is almost completely over, even though we had an entire section that we are no longer doing. True. Hockey um, and uh, market talk got us too deep. Yeah, for sure. So we have our poll of the week from our Discord server. If you want to participate in these polls, you can always be sure to go ahead and join our Discord server. There is a link in the description down below. So what is your favorite Harry Potter movie or book? Obviously, the choices are all seven of the movies. Uh, Skyhawk, I would love to hear your choice here. I would love to hear yours. Uh, my choice is that I am not a big fan of J.K. Rowling. And... Uh understandable my, uh, my my i would say my favorite uh daniel radcliffe movie is the the one where he's um uh, horns is pretty good i really like horns uh, and i think daniel radcliffe is also fantastic i can't remember what it's called he plays like a dead body that uh that people haul around uh so it might be called raft or something interesting but uh that movie is fantastic uh you watch uh definitely watch daniel radcliffe's like if he, he's been kind of just free to do whatever he wants so the indie movie season are all very funny so uh, i'd say yeah well he's made so much money off of harry potter that he can just do nothing exactly. for the rest of his life so, and still be rich uh, I, I guess my 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 response is uh screw jk rowling but also if you uh if you enjoyed the books as a kid that's okay i watched a lot of the movies and uh daniel radcliffe rocks uh, I'll, so I can very much agree with what you're saying there and screw JK Rowling, but for the purposes of actually answering the question, <laughs> I'll just say my favorite one was Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, I, that movie was good. I will give you that. Yeah. 
I like Prisoner of Azkaban because the director that they got for that movie, who did not direct any of the other movies, did a wonderful job. <laughs> got that unique um, style. Dude, he does. No, seriously. He changed the entire way that that entire series was dealt with by a lot. So, All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and thank all of our wonderful patrons. So a huge thank you, of course, to Despian Uwu Walilith. <laughs> I like that. All right. Like like the little the little U's mm-hmm. and a W ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah okay I'll, I'll make I'll make, make sure, sure I got get that there. right I'll make sure I get that right in the yeah. edit that deserves the attention yeah <laughs> Kane Martin Zyphorus mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my favorite our Canadians Nickelback <laughs> you need to keep this one for a month I need to hear him say this every single time <laughs> it wasn't it, was no so I enjoyed this good. name I like this name. That's not so not our Nickelback Canadians, our Canadians, our Canadians Nickelback. Nickelback. You tell me. Oh. Cards Go Asia, Earth Machine, Vest Deck, Epi. Has anyone actually read Toy Vendor? HGH Shiver, John Little, Monstertron, Mountain Man. No ban list is a floodgate. <laughs> but true. Get out the chart. Get out the chart. <laughs> <laughs> no ban list. Where does it fall? Oatmeal uh, Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Seto Kawaiba, Silver Hope, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savior's World, Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Simp the Silver Castle, Blackwing, Silverwind, The Ascendant is the best floodgate, Box Wine, come on and get your game on, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Dragon Maid Stunzeed, I'm about to wreak a glamour tribute for Cross Plant Nuts in Your Mouth, Cam the Hot, wait, hold on, wait, it changed. Cam, the team dad rekindler. Let's go. Yo. Old man red pin code one, four, three and slaking it up. It's so it's hey. for context. Cam, Cam is one of the teammates that was on my Yu-Gi-Oh team, which was team dad or team dark arm dealings. Mm-hmm. And I, I've recently rekindled his joy of the game or at least enough to where he's going to start going to regionals with me again, which I'm very thankful for. Cause now I'm not going alone. Hey. Uh, so, that's a W. With all that said, thank you all. Yeah, huge, huge W, even though I'm basically sponsoring him by giving him every card he needs. So with that said, thank you all for your continued support of the podcast. Again, if you're interested in getting that extra episode, be sure to check out our Patreon. Everybody in the $5 and up tier gets the extra episode. Everybody in the dollar and up tier gets their name in the podcast. So with that said, thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And until next time, Have a great weekend, everybody. Catch you on the flip side. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.